Did you become a beauty business owner to take control of your life, have more freedom, and make more money only to realize it takes way more time and money than you were expecting to run the show? Maybe you see plenty of clients in your chair each day, but you don't know how to pay yourself. Maybe you're just getting started and want to be totally certain that you set yourself up for success right out of the gate. Maybe the view from your parking lot screams booming business, but behind the scenes, you know the financial side of the operation is quite messy. Maybe you've hired someone to do your bookkeeping and taxes, but still don't have a clue where your beauty business stands. When you're eager to take control of your beauty business's finances, come join me where we'll peel back the curtain on all of the money skills you wish you learned in beauty school. I'm Michelle Cook, a former beauty school graduate turned licensed CPA, and this is the Perfectly Profitable Stylist Podcast. Hey, hey. All right. It's January. This is the time of year where we're all getting our finances in order. Take a moment. I want you to picture your house just super clean. Everything's all in the right place. Nothing's on the counters. And think about how much easier it is to keep your house clean once it's already clean. That's a lot like what it is getting your bookkeeping ready starting at the beginning of the year. And that's why there is no better time to get your bookkeeping going than right now. Doing your bookkeeping right now is very akin to having a clean kitchen, eating a bowl of cereal, and just quickly being able to rinse that bowl out and throw it in the dishwasher. When we don't have a bunch of transactions to go through, we can quickly categorize what's there without a whole lot of effort. Plus, when we're doing it really quickly after the transactions happen, we still remember what the transaction was for. But just like how if you don't rinse out that bowl right after you're done, the food gets stuck and crusted on it. And it's really hard to clean it. It takes a lot of extra time. And it's similar with bookkeeping. If you aren't taking care of your transactions on a regular basis, then you're going to forget what you bought. And I know that sounds silly, but just look back through your transactions and see what a transaction was for six months ago. And you would be surprised, even large dollar transactions, how it can take you a minute to remember what you purchased. On the flip side, I don't know if you've ever seen that TV show Hoarders, but imagine entering a home where you have someone who's just been hoarding stuff and there is stuff everywhere and places that you couldn't have even possibly imagined. That is what it's like when you are doing your bookkeeping in December for the entire prior year. And look, here's the thing. Both houses need to get cleaned. It's just a very different amount of time and stress that it's going to take them to get to that place. And just the same way with your bookkeeping. If you own a business, bookkeeping isn't optional. It's got to be done either way. So it's like either you can start in January and keep it up or you can clean up a hoarder house at the end of the year and you're going to be a lot more stressed and it's going to take you a lot more time. So first I want to talk to you about what is bookkeeping? Because this is a really common misconception amongst business owners where they actually think that bookkeeping is taxes and those are two totally separate things. So bookkeeping is the process of organizing your income and expenses and then separating them out by category. Once you have everything separated out, then you do what's called a reconciliation. 
A reconciliation is simply making sure that you're not missing any transactions and that you haven't duplicated any transactions. Once your reconciliation is complete and all of your transactions have been categorized, then you're done with your bookkeeping for the month. If you want to talk about a time commitment, if you're a small independent beauty pro, you can easily get your bookkeeping done within an hour each month. And especially if you're categorizing transactions every single week for maybe 10 or 15 minutes is a very quick process at the end of the month to close everything out and reconcile. Now, the reason why people don't realize that bookkeeping and taxes are really two different things is because you have to have your bookkeeping done to be able to file your tax return. That's the first thing that your tax accountant is going to ask you for. They're going to say, can you send me a profit and loss? A profit and loss is the end product of having your bookkeeping complete. So here's what I want you to do. If you haven't already, go sign up for QuickBooks. <laughs> I really recommend the simple start version of QuickBooks. It's going to work for the vast majority of beauty professionals. Once you've signed up, go ahead and link your bank accounts. QuickBooks will automatically import all of your transactions. It depends on your bank, but most of the time they will import at least the last 90 days. And since you're starting this in January, like I've talked about, you don't even have to go back 90 days. You can just go back to January 1st. Makes it super simple. If you've never used QuickBooks or have no idea what you're doing, maybe you've started using QuickBooks and you've Googled and you really just can't figure things out, I recommend joining me in Beauty Bookkeeping where I go over all the things you need to know about QuickBooks so you can do your bookkeeping, most importantly, so that you can get that profit and loss statement to be able to figure out how much to pay yourself and how much you're going to need to save for estimated taxes. And once you get a process like that, that I teach in the course, you can easily pay yourself on a regular basis based on the facts of your business and never be surprised by a tax bill. Now, if you don't have one already, I really recommend that you get a business bank account. Here's why. If you care about your time at all, you will get a business bank account. There's an accounting term that we like to use and it's called intermingling. And what we don't want to do is intermingle business and personal transactions. For one, it becomes a legal problem. If you have an LLC and you're putting personal expenses into your business account, it essentially negates all of the legal protections that the LLC was supposed to give you. And then from an accounting perspective, it's super important that you don't waste your time. And if you have to go through twice as many transactions because you have a bunch of personal transactions coming into your QuickBooks, you're just asking yourself to hate it because it's taking you too long. So get a good system in place so that you can spend as little time as possible actually categorizing your transactions. Now you might be sitting here thinking, okay, thanks, Michelle. That's, that's great. I'll go ahead and do that for this January. But guess what? I have a hoarder's house. I didn't do any of my bookkeeping last year. And now I really don't know where to start or what to do. So the first thing I always like to say is, we can't change the past. So we can start getting overwhelmed and thinking about all the things that have to be done, but it's a complete waste of our time to do that because we can't do anything about it. All we can do is choose what we're going to do now and in the future and make a better plan. So here's what I recommend. Still do everything that I've said and set up a QuickBooks account and get going January 1st for anything from January 1st moving forward. Now let's talk about what to do about last year's transactions. I recommend a few different options and it really depends on the size of your business and what you're looking for. 
But the first thing you might consider is simply using a spreadsheet to get all of those transactions organized for your taxes. This is a good option if you have less than $50,000 a year in revenue. And if you go ahead and go to your bank account and your credit card account, pull all of the income and expense transactions into a spreadsheet. And then what you're going to do is put a category next to each one, whether that be income, supplies, insurance. You might even consider pulling a Schedule C from a tax return and looking at the categories listed on that and then using those categories as a stepping stone for choosing the categories that you put into that spreadsheet. What this is going to do is allow you to very quickly go through all of your transactions, assign them a category, and then your accountant can use that to file your tax return. This option is really only good if all you're trying to do is file a tax return and you don't have a million transactions to go through. But if you start having more transactions, this can actually get overwhelming and you're going to want the automations that are in QuickBooks. For example, in QuickBooks, you can set up a rule. Let's say you have a cell phone bill every single month it's for Verizon. You can set up a rule that says anytime I have a bill from Verizon, it's going to be my cell phone. And then QuickBooks can automatically categorize that accordingly. So once you have a lot of transactions, it pays to be able to have the automations that QuickBooks has to allow you to go quickly. The other downfall of using a spreadsheet is that you don't have a good way to compare your data. So if you're growing as a business, it's very, very helpful to be able to look and say, okay, well, this year I had this much revenue and last year I had that much. Oh, wow, I've grown 20%. Not only is that helpful in revenue, but it's also helpful to look at your expenses and see how those are growing and comparing too. So when you have everything in QuickBooks together, it's very easy and quick to pull reports that show these are my numbers last year, these are my numbers this year, even on a month-to-month basis. You can do a lot of easy comparison data. So if you want to be able to take the information that you had from a prior year and use it to grow your business and to track things, you're going to want something more robust than a spreadsheet. So if you're hitting that point where you have more than $50,000 a year in revenue, consider using QuickBooks for last year. You're going to have to import all of your prior year transactions. And some banks might not automatically go back to January 1st. That can make things a little bit tricky, but basically what you have to do is download a spreadsheet from your bank and then import that spreadsheet into QuickBooks to get all of your missing transactions in there. If going through a full year's worth of bookkeeping is something that just sounds really overwhelming to you and you're too big to do it through a spreadsheet, you might consider hiring a bookkeeper. Making a decision to hire a bookkeeper is a big decision because it's usually not a short-term relationship. It's something where you're going to want to continue to use their services in the future. So make sure to take your time, interview them, find the right person. If you're going in at the beginning of the year, here's what you can expect. It's going to be a few months before they're going to be able to get your books fully cleaned up. It takes a lot of time and come January, it's a very busy time for bookkeepers and they might not even be able to start a new client's books in January. You might get pushed back a month or two. And even then it still might take a couple months to fully get everything caught up. So expect to file an extension for your tax return. And you can also expect to 
pay for that time. The cost of a bookkeeper really varies on the size of the business. I would say at a minimum, you're probably looking at at least $150 a month if you're a really small business. Um, and then upwards from there, bookkeeping can cost thousands of dollars a month to larger businesses. So it can be quite a wide range. No matter what you do, Bookkeeping is not optional. It has to be done to file the tax return. So the best thing that you can do is make a decision on what you're going to want to do and then proceed accordingly. And if you'd like help with getting your bookkeeping together and you still want to DIY, please join us in Beauty Bookkeeping where we can help support you to learn QuickBooks so that you can get your bookkeeping in order so you can file your taxes this year. If this episode was helpful, please leave a rating or review. It really helps other people to be able to find this podcast and help them too. 